Grand rising, everybody. I pray you are all divine. I pray you are all well. I pray you've had an amazing, amazing, amazing week so far. And as we go into the later part of the week, I pray your energy is still lifted and that you're still excited for what's about to unravel for you. We're going to start with just some breathing to bring us into being present. And then we're going to continue with the conversation. So if you can, if you're in a place where you can put things down and you can just take a couple seconds, or even if you're driving or getting ready, just give yourself a couple seconds to actually just breathe. So we're going to breathe in for four. We're going to hold it for two. And we're going to breathe out for six. Here we go. Breathing in, two, three, four, hold it for one, two, pushing it out, five, six, breathing in, one, two, three, four, hold, one, two, push it out. Breathing in, hold, breathing out, <sighs> breathing in for four, one, two, three, four, hold for two, breathing out and release, <sighs> couple more, in. Hold, release, ah, one more, hold, release, and relax. I hope that really allows you to just feel present and it reminds you that where you are right now is exactly where you need to be, literally. In every single aspect of your life, where you are right now is exactly where you need to be. I am literally loving, loving life right now. And I'm loving life because... I just feel there comes a point where you actually just let go. You actually just surrender and you just be. And the crazy thing is things happen effortlessly. All of those things that you've been pushing for, all of those things that you've been reaching for, all of those things that you've been waking up and wanting to be successful in, it just starts to happen. And I often wonder where people or if people understand what it's like to get up and go and do as much as it's like to be. And I see them in two different places within ourselves. I recognize that the whole way that we're put together is so literally incredible. Like when I tell you it's incredible, it is incredible. Like the fact that our head is on the top of our body, it shows you a representation of life. 
it allows you, when we think of birth, the first thing to come out of the birth canal is the head, normally. Yes, some babies are born breech, but the most natural way for us to be born is our head first. And we live in a world where it's very masculine orientated. What do I mean by that? It's this very linear energy, as in you kind of wake up, you go to work, you come home, you take care of your family, you rest. Or you wake up, you go to school, once you finish school, you go to college, after college, you might go to university or you get a job, you get married. These are the pictures that are depicted to us of life. As in, it's just like a path that we're going to just walk. And we might get to like 30 often and we're like, oh, well, life didn't go how I expected it to go. I, I didn't see these kids. I didn't see that I won't go and have that money or I didn't see me in this position. I didn't see that relationship breaking down. I didn't see that friendship turning out like that. So as much as they depict this life for us that is very linear, they don't depict all of the things that come in between it. And so naturally, we kind of live in our heads. We live in how it should be. We live in what we should get. We live in the things that we need to get our head in the game. We live in focusing. We live in go and get what it is that you want. Get up, get up, go. And we don't recognize that even as we stand up as a human, when we come down from our head, we're supported by our shoulders. And then we've got our rib cage or our breasts, but underneath that is our heart. And when do we learn the shift of moving from our head to our heart? And when I say the bodies are incredibly put together, let me tell you something in case you didn't know. The head of us, just like the head of the table, just like the head at the board meetings, that represents the man in all of us, whether we're masculine or feminine. It represents the man in all of us. It represents the creation of all time, the head the head that thought things into existence. But the head that thinks things into existence, guess what, guys, is nothing without the heart that feels things into existence. And when you really look at these, in our head, We've got our brain, right? Which is almost like the computer system that allows everything within us to function. And the brain is protected by something called what? The skull. And when we look at our heart, our heart is protected by something called what? Our ribs. Yes, it protects how we breathe. It protects our lungs. But underneath all of these precious parts of us, like our brains and our hearts, we're protected by a bone, a structure, as much as it's protected by our flesh. 
But those parts of us are functioning in a way that is so miraculous. And what I've started to recognize and why I feel so good and so present is, wow, how often do I move from my head to my heart? How often do I allow both of them to be? How often do I move from the doingness of my head, the thinking, to the feeling and being of my heart? And do I often give myself permission to dance between the two? And so I was listening to something this week and it said, you're not supposed to strive in life. You're supposed to stride. And I was like, love it. Because if you've been coming into these clubhouse rooms and they do Wednesdays and they speak about words, I'm always saying, I do not know why people use that word. Strive. What is that? I don't like that word. I've never liked that word. And I don't like it because I don't resonate with it. We come into these rooms and we speak so much. We give you so much content. We're sharing so much. And guess what, guys? I know it's a lot. And so when I woke up today, I was like, yo, God, I, I ain't got nothing to talk about. Like, I don't need to do a room. I don't, I'm, I'm good. I'm going to be obedient because I know what season you got me in, but I really don't know what to talk about. So I went through my notebooks. I was trying to find a thread. I was asking. And then I realized what I was doing. And then I realized what I was doing. The only reason that I've been able to pour so much into these rooms is because I do, but the doingness is setting up a room, being here and delivering. But more than I do, I be. I give from my heart. I give from where I'm at. And because I'm giving to myself first, guess what? I'm never empty. It's not the reverse for me. I'm not here because people are relying on me to be here or I said I was going to show up or I've got to be there to help others or I've got to be there because that's the only way that I'm going to get people in the rooms or that's the only way that people are going to no, no no it's none of those things and because it doesn't come from a doingness because it really doesn't come from a thinking it's not contaminated by my ways of being it's not contaminated by my ways of thinking how things should be. It comes from a place of being, an arc skin and feeling. So why am I saying that? I'm saying that because I've woke up in a place where I'm like, life is bomb. And if anybody ever asks, like, how do you get here? My answer would be, I've simply just been thriving. I let go, I surrendered, and I'm thriving. And my question is, how much of us actually give ourselves permission to do that? How are you when nothing's wrong? How are you when you're not looking for something to fix or heal? 
how are you when contrast and conflict is coming but you're just like okay cool if not this something better if not now it will be when I'm ready I've been asking for some things. I've been working for some things. I've been following the gut instincts that are showing themselves to me. I have been obedient and listening. And it's coming to a week in this week where I've been told many no's. Nope, nope, nope. Things that I would normally get a yes for, no. And I'm like, what is this? And I've changed my posture. Normally, I would go, oh, something's wrong. I haven't done enough work yet. Haven't worked through that yet. Mm -mm, That's not my tone anymore. Do you know what my tone is? Okay, cool. If not this, something better. Maintain your posture. And recognizing that I have the ability to control how I feel, dope. There was a point in my life where I really didn't think I had the ability to control how I feel because my feelings controlled me. But I've started looking at the body different. I've started looking at the structure that we have head first. So if I can get my head out of the game, if I can get my thinking out of the game, if I can get my what it should be, what timeline it could be on, what it was supposed to be out of the game, I let go and I come down into my heart. And when I come down into the heart, not only am I coming into my feminine energy, but I'm coming into my beingness. I believe, like strongly believe, we're in a universal shift. And that universal shift is asking everybody, male, female, non-binary, whatever, whatever you class yourself as, just you as a whole being to shift. To shift. And when I say shift, if you're the type of person that has always lived in, I've got to do this, I've got to do that, I've got to get this done, I've got to go here, I've got to do that, I've got to do this, I've got to do that, let it go. If you're the type of person that has lived in, I don't do this unless I feel this, I don't do that unless I feel that, I don't do this unless I feel good. I'm not going anywhere because let it all go. Because the difference between striving and striding is you cover different ground. And what I really believe is we're not being asked to cover the ground that we need to cover alone. So you can't do it in your old state of being. You can't do it where you normally reside, because if you do what you've always done, you'll get what you've always got. It's time to take up space. And in order to take up space, hear the plug, you've got to let go of what's been taking up space. When I was listening to Ivalanya on the weekend and I turned it on and the first thing she said was, it's a season to declutter. It's a season to let go. I was sitting on my bed at the time. I bro, I got up, I started getting a black bag. And hear me, let me hear you how spirit is one. 
That morning, I had done a blast in 5 a.m. And the way I look at life is where there's where something shows up outside of me, I look for where that is within me. And so I was talking to them about how we just look at life in our own boxes. We look at life from our own lenses. And so if our friends are struggling, if people are struggling, when we're going through whatever we're going through, and we're so busy going through whatever we're going through, we often don't know what anybody else is going through. And rightly so, in a sense. But in another sense, maybe if you reached out in your most vulnerable state, you might actually get the clarity, help or support that you need. But actually, you may also be reaching to another person that's also in a vulnerable state and y'all might be able to connect and help each other. But no, we're all just going through shit alone because that's what we do, really. We never really tell people what's really going on. Fear of judgment, fear of guilt, fear of, oh, I should have figured it out by now, fear of being misunderstood. But what happens if we actually just let that all go and just be? And so after that conversation in Elevate, I had a conversation with my sons because it was a Saturday. We were chilling like they normally do. Cool. They've had a hard week at school and doing their sports and activities and whatever else. So they chill. But I didn't like the conditions of the environments that they were chilling in. I didn't like the conditions of the environments that they were chilling in. What is the condition of the environments that you are chilling in? And I was talking about their room. And I said, how can you wake up and chill in this? But hear what? As I speak to them, as I speak to anybody, I said, this isn't just a reflection of your room. This is a reflection of your mind. I said, when I come in this room in the morning and I say to you guys, grand rising kings, rising grand kings, that is a command. I'm calling you higher. I'm not just calling you a king because you're my sons. No, I'm calling you a king so you see yourself as that. And a king doesn't just take care of themselves. They take care of their domain. They take care of their environment. They're responsible for some things. Yes, I'm talking to an 11-year-old and a 15-year-old. But I said to them, when you rise up, it's not just a rising up, it's a rising up. It's calling yourself up. It's making sure that everything you go and do today, you're great. And even when you're resting and chilling, you're great. Because you see yourself as that. We're not doing this excuse thing. And so in talking to them, I said to them, in your drawers, if there's anything that doesn't fit you, that you don't vibe with, that you don't like, get rid of it. There's any shoes that don't fit you, you don't like them, you don't want to wear them, get rid of it. Go through your wardrobes, go through your drawers, go through your toys, your games, go through it all, get it out. And then I was in my room, minding my business, and my dad sends me a clip of Ilanya, and as soon as I turn it on, she says, it's a season to declutter, yo, I sat up. I started cleaning my room one time. Funnily enough, I didn't actually have much clothes to chuck out because I'm always decluttering. I'm always cleansing and clearing. And I'm not just talking about myself. I'm actually talking about my environment. 
But what I realized in doing so was how much are we actually willing to let go of? And as I was releasing and clearing and just listening to her, she said, if you wasn't really blessed in last season, if you wasn't really blessed, like you didn't receive more, maybe it's because you're not letting stuff out so you can let things in. And I was like, there you go. You're just talking to me like I was talking to my sons. I have taught my sons from very young, every two to three months, get rid of stuff. I personally, every two to three months, empty out my whole wallet to let more money in. I'm telling you guys, when you recognize where we're holding things everywhere, if your house needs decluttering, let it go. You are never gonna receive more blessings by holding on to old things. And it's the same with your thoughts. If you're holding on to old memories, old experiences, old traumas, you're not allowing the newness that's right here. You're missing it. And this is the difference between striving and striding. When you stride, you take up more ground. And it's ease and grace. When you strive, it's a little like trying. It's your things are good, you know. I'm just trying to make sure the kids are all right. Just trying to get the kids through school. Just trying to go to work and make a pee. Just trying. You know, these striving people. But how often when people say, how are you? Can you actually just go, I'm thriving. I'm actually good. I'm thriving. And not apologize. Because here's the thing. Some of us have been doing some work when no one's watching. We've been sieving and sorting through our childhood beliefs. We've been sieving and thoughting through what we've made love mean. We've been sieving and thoughting through what we think about things. We've been doing the work. And then because you're in a better position, you're outgrowing your family, you're outgrowing your friends, you're leaving people behind. And then you want to apologize secretly. We're not doing that. And no, it doesn't come from an egotistical place either. There are people that think they're that think they're thriving, and it's so egotistical, and you can hear it. You can feel it when you're around them. But there's some other people, you look at them and you're like, oh my God, you look so bomb. You just look radiant. Yo, how are you glowing like that? It's when we surrender and we let go. It's when we move from our head to our heart. It's when we choose to be. It's when we recognize there's some things that we've got to do as much as there's some things that we've got to be. But you know how you get here. You know how you really allow yourself to strip back from what you're under the influence of is you allow yourself to be spirit-led. Notice I didn't say God-led, I said spirit-led. Amongst all of these things that we have in our bodies, 
our hearts, our lungs, our brains, the muscles, the skeleton of it all that protects it. There's something we can't see. There's something you wouldn't be able to see if it was under a microscope, you still wouldn't see it. And that's your spirit. And your spirit can be affected or affected by the condition of your heart and the condition of your mind. It can contaminate your spirit. And this is another reason why we've got to let go. Because when you let go of stuff, you're really more like how you used to be. When I was cleaning my room, I've got like a basket of literally sunglasses, a basket of hair products, a basket of face products, and then another basket of hair products. And I just removed them all off the window ledge to clean down the window ledge and sit and sort through them. And immediately the energy felt different. If ever you're daring enough to redecorate, I say daring enough because it's a chore and a half when you really redecorate your whole house and you just empty out the whole room and you walk in, it's more airy, has a different feeling. And then when you are redecorating and you're getting your little bits, bit by bit by bit to place wherever you're going to place it, feel the energy of it. I dare you to. And that's the same thing that we're doing with our bodies. And when we start to become more aware of the energy within each of the different parts of us, now we know what we're carrying. Now we know why we're striving and not striding. Because I tell you what, when your spirit is filled and fueled by love, in its purest form, with no attachment to anything, you easily just stride. Everything you want just comes. You walk into the next best blessing. The conversation you need finds you. The connection that you were looking for is right there. The bag you were chasing, you were sitting on it. The man you was wanting to marry you and see you, you find him in the mirror. The woman that you was hoping would find you is right there. But we don't know that if we keep carrying things. We don't know that if we're just living, doing and thinking. We don't know that if we just live in being controlled by our emotions. We don't know that if we just sit down and meditate all day and hope that one day something is going to happen that's going to move you, bro. How do you find the balance between the ground that you've got to cover, between the ground that you've got to dominate as a king or a queen? You are responsible for some ground. People are happy to say, king or queen or bro or sis or friend like words that are just used now like slang no I don't just call anybody my sister first of all because I'm going to g-check you how I g-check my sister 
I don't love and respect you how I love and respect my sisters. I don't just call anybody a king or a queen. What? When they're irresponsible and lack knowledge of self. No. No. I ain't doing it. But I will call you higher. I will want you to see the context of what it's like to live or be like a queen or what it's like to live or be like a king. You've got to work on self first before you work on the kingdom. But even the word itself, you understand that king and then dumb. What's the dumb, the domain? So how is a king handling himself? How does he handle his domain? I say queendom. I say I constantly live at a residence called Queendom Heights. I even send it out on letters. Because I recognize how powerful my mind is. If you can only see yourself where you are now, you're always going to be where you are now. If you can see yourself outside of where you are now, handling things different, speaking to things different, working your way through things different, it's incredible. And let me just tell y'all, for some of you that are listening and thinking, well then, oh, well, it may appear or sound like she's got it all together. Hell no. I'm forever working it out. I'm forever figuring out my next best thing. And you know how I got there? I allow myself to be vulnerable. And for many of us, that was the strong suit that I had to drop off. The strong suit called strength. The strong suit called always being strong. The strong suit called always wanting to be right. The strong suit saying, I cannot fail. I had to let all of that go. I'm happy to fail. I love getting things wrong. I love learning. I love knowing that I don't know anything. I don't know nothing, bro. I know nothing. I'm genuinely happy to know nothing because I'm forever open to learning. Some of us have reached a point where we feel we've learned all that we can know. We've done all that we can do. And now we're just on that treadmill of striving, running on a treadmill, getting nowhere. And I'm like, yo, stop the treadmill, jump off, take a walk. Cover some new ground. But are you willing to be undone? If you've come into the room late, I'm just talking about the difference between striding and striving. And I'm saying how amazing our bodies are. That if we look at the body in itself and the way that it's structured, we'll learn so much about life. A thinking happens in our head. There's a beingness that happens in our heart. A feeling even like, but in your gut, (laughs) you just have to eat something bad to know how your gut deals with things. It doesn't feel good when it's within you and within your gut, I believe. 
is where we can deeply connect to our spirit. And we all know if your gut is contaminated, we all know what that looks like. So we have to start to ask ourselves, what really are we putting into our minds? What really are we doing and feeling about what's in our hearts? What are we carrying in our hearts? And is our spirit contaminated? Is our spirit pure? Is our spirit light? Or is our spirit heavy because of the other things that are happening in our bodies? So when you look at your structure, depending on how your brain's operating, your heart's feeling, your spirit is, it will depend on how you walk, if you walk. Because when your mind's not functioning good, your heart feels heavy, you ain't in tune with your spirit, bro, you're lying in your bed. You're not walking. But when your mind is focused and clear, your heart is pumped up, your spirit is on a hundred, you ain't walking, you are moving. So much so that if there was water in front of you, you would still walk on it. You get a no, you're like, okay, cool. Someone says that's not it. You're like, great, it's something better. It's maintaining your posture because you're so clear, you're so focused, you're so in alignment with what it is that you want that nothing can get in the way, nothing. You're not even worried about the timeline that it happens on because you just know it's gonna happen, whatever it is. And so you stay excited, ready to receive it. You stay empty. You keep your hands cupped so that when it comes, you can catch it. You don't hold on to things too tightly because you can't let things in. You let go. Your house is clean and clear because your mind is clean and clear. Your car's clean and clear. Your environment are clean and clear. Your relationships are clear cut. The conflict which we experience outside of us, whether it's work, a job or whatever, it's you. It's you. And so in order to tap into ourselves this deeply, we've got to be willing to be vulnerable. The reason why I was like, what can I talk about today is because I realized we've taken in so much. Just by listening in these rooms, you're taking in so much. What are you doing with it? Where is it sitting with you? Where is it moving you? Where is it inspiring you? Are you taking it in your stride? Or are you just continuing to strive through life? It's my greatest intention that as a result of anybody coming into these rooms, anybody listening back to these podcasts, that you actually give yourself permission to thrive. 
you give yourself permission to digest on such a level that you wake up. And when someone says to you, how are you? You simply go, I'm thriving. I just let go. And I'm good. And you own it. Because there is no story apart from the one that you wake up and choose to create every day. And there's a difference to when you stop writing in pencil that you can rub out and you start writing in pen. Because you don't care if you make mistakes, you know where you're going, you know what you're doing, you know what you're reaching for. But it comes with a level of vulnerability. As much as it comes with a lot of responsibility. And I tell you the real plug that many of us run from in being able to thrive, it comes with accountability. Are you willing to take account and have people hold you in account to be in your greatest self? Sometimes that accountability is a relationship. Sometimes it's friendship circles. Sometimes it's a mentor. It's a counselor. It's a therapist. But when you're really ready to thrive, you will get into relationships that hold you in accountability. But a major part of the process is being undone. It's letting go. Let me tell you how what stride means. Stride. A long step or the distance covered by such a step. She crossed the room in only a few strides. A step forward, advance. We've made great strides towards a cure, a way of walking. Do you hear the walk and stride? It's actually advancing, it's actually moving. And it's moving past anything that you've ever allowed yourself to be in before, stride. Strife, make great efforts to achieve or obtain something, to struggle or fight vigorously. Why would you choose that? But let's be honest, many of us are choosing that, making great efforts to achieve or attain something, but getting nowhere quick. Yet striding is with ease and grace. And the reason why I spoke about our structure, as in our heads and our hearts and our spirit, but the spirit you can't see. Do you know what happens as a result of spirit? You're led by a power that's so great. 
that all those things that you think you've got to do, all those things that you're trying to be, all those things you think you want or the success you think you need or that next thing you think you've got to get up and do that bag you've got to chase, you know what? You're guided through everything. You are guided through everything. You are held accountable through everything. So much so, that you live in a knowingness. You live in a place that you're not trying to figure things out. Because you're so in alignment and you're so in tune that you just know the next thing to do. I think my washing machine guy is at my house. So what I'm going to do, I'm going to play a track for you guys. And I want you to just listen. I want you to just listen to understanding that maybe you're still striving because you haven't let go of some things. Maybe you're not giving yourself permission to stride because you figured that the more you do, the more you think, the more you can get is the more valuable you'll be. And I just want to tell y'all that when you chill in the right environment, in the right context, what's for you comes effortlessly. Are you willing to trust the journey by letting go? Are you willing to declutter some things in your mind and your life? Are you willing to give it all up so you can be exactly who you've been called to be?
is telling me that some people need to speak some things from their heart. If that's you, let this be a moment of obedience. Raise your hand and just say what's on your heart, not what's in your head. Don't think about it. If there's something on you right now that you feel you need to say, raise your hand and just say it. My spirit is so live right now. If that's you, just do it. Honestly, please practice obedience. Don't think that there's a room of people. Don't think you don't know what it's going to sound like. Mm -mm. Yeah, but just speak what is on your heart. If it's you, hit the bottom of the screen and raise your hand. We're living in a different time, an amazing time in an incredible time, in a beautiful time. Grand Rising, Miss Sue. Oh, Grand Rising, Tanya. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Oh my gosh. Sorry. <laughs> I think my clubhouse has updated and I didn't realise because I'm looking at things that weren't there before. Yes, I'm going to say what's on my heart. I'm struggling today. I had a great day yesterday and um, I had established a nighttime routine. And hey, fantastic day yesterday. So I thought I don't need to do any of that. And yeah, didn't have a great night. So woke up this morning flat and struggling. Yeah, and I just wanted to share that with everybody because I am. And that's how it goes sometimes, you know. I love that. Body's good and body's great and yeah. I absolutely love it because I think that sometimes we're mad if we don't feel good. We're mad if things don't go to plan. But sometimes just not feeling good is a part of the plan. Because when you're in that place, do you know what you do? You ask to feel good. You know, I love this song at the end. She says, Teach me who I am. Show me who I am. When things are going good and everything's going well, sometimes we're not that kind of student. Where we say, show me who I am. Show me what to do, because we think we know it. But when we don't feel good, we ask to feel better. We ask, what is this feeling within us? We ask, where is this stuff contaminated us? We ask, why is my spirit not lifted? Some of y'all are scared and not feeling good. But that's the level of vulnerability and been undone, which I love. Susan, you are exactly where you need to be. Thank you. Can I just say something, but I'm really excited because I'm going to be working on, I'm doing something called Wild Beach that I wanted to do and I applied to a community organisation and I will be starting that in November. So yeah, I'm really excited and practised patience and it worked. <laughs> Love it. And that's another thing. Sometimes patience <laughs> patience the weight many of us don't know about the weight because we've never been there we're always doing the next thing and being the next thing and figuring out the next thing but what about the weight 
Was you really told to do that? Or was you really told to ask for that? Wait. Answers come. And like I always say, when it comes from God, it comes with confirmation. Thank you so much, Sue, for being obedient and just following your heart. Grand Rising, Miss Tina. Miss Tina, are you there? Yeah, my phone does this locking thing. And <laughs> Then you call me I, I thought you was trying to get me back for yesterday. No, <laughs> would I do that? Um, Scrandrising, I, I, I actually um, love that Susan did that. And why I've come is I'm not the one, but the one that you're calling knows that they're the one. They're just, they're just not ready to hit that. You can, you can feel it too, innit? It's fine. Spirit knows. I'm just going to wait anyway. for them. Anyway, the other thing is that you've got a director directing this show. So imagine the director's going to come in my little message. Tina, you better get out there quickly because, you know, you might need to cover Tanya if she's getting a delivery of her washing machine. Oh, she's just amazing. Somebody directing, you know, even others. And, and why wouldn't they come up and cover? So, yeah, the other thing is when you were speaking about the vulnerability, um, what was screaming out was courage. So Susan just came up and anybody that knows Susan, that's, she, would have, she would have been in the background. She would have been sitting right down where you guys are and just listening and not unmuting or whatever. So when you can embrace courage, when you can get to the vibration of courage, that gutlessness, what Tanya was speaking about, your gut tells you, but then you're gutless, you're a coward. So you just sit down knowing it is me, Tanya knows me, it's me, I, I can feel it's me, she knows it's me. But it's, it's that gutlessness sometimes that we get, and we're not embracing courage, we're not saying, give me the courage to do something different, give me the courage to, yeah, I, I do want to speak, I do want to say something. So sometimes that's what it looks like when Tanya is speaking through things. It's when you know, like you know, like you know, but you've got that stirring in your stomach and rather than taking courage, you're just being gutless. That's what it feels like. I just wanted to share that, Tanya. I love that. And it's amazing because I'm going to share. I don't know if I've shared this before, but it's come up today and I actually want to share it. It's what I wrote in March and it's actually called Undone says I'm starting here because after a full year a full season a full testimony of obedience I am healed but my God am I undone undone not tied or fastened not done or finished but simply undone I've just looked that up in a dictionary and I'm sitting here typing like oh wow I truly didn't know what the word meant but I know how it feels. This is so valid, so poignant in the journey going through this year of the chapter called my life. I'm operating from my feels, literally. I'm typing from the part of me inside of me that's saying this is the moment to write. This is the moment to release. This is the moment to share. This is the moment to be honest, vulnerable and powerful. This is it right here, right now. So I'm being obedient. Haha, <laughs> that's major testimony number two, obedience. So yes, we're going to unravel and tap into this book, My Way, 
I will write things in capital letters that I want you to see and I want you to hear. I will repeat things that I want you to feel and I will type as I speak so you can feel me. You can vibe with me, you can connect with me. Honestly, openly and transparently. I'm writing this from a season in my life where I'm choosing to be hot. Thanks, Todd. So first things first, I've skimmed over the above, but one thing you will quickly understand about me and the way I believe God shows up and out for me is through my feelings. I know I'm not talking about being over-emotional or breaking down all the time, although hell yeah, I definitely do that sometimes. What I'm actually talking about is them gut feelings, them guiding feelings, them feelings that don't leave you alone. I'm in the season of operating from that place. Now, the whole reason I'm even writing and releasing this is because guess what? Step two, obedience, listening to those feelings and following through. So yes, as you can see, we're wasting no time and I probably began to rattle some of you. And if I haven't, well, hold on, here we go. How often do you move from your gut, your intuition, your Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit within you? How often do you allow that to come through and be the guidance that you tap into to move? How often are you obedient? <laughs> I'm sorry, guys, but I'm reading this out loud and I'm like, what? Was I not just talking about this? Lord. So let me be the first to call myself out. I thought obedience was not my portion. I'll be the first to say that I, Tanya, Charlene, Crystal, Brooks, Carty, likes to do things my way. And sometimes that could be all over the place. But honey, I get shit done. Okay. But let me tell you, my family would scream, especially my mum and dad, like, hey, daddy, I do not listen. Haha, <laughs> the irony. But let me also be the, the first one to call myself higher. I always listen. Now, I may not always hear you, but I always feel you. And that's where I listen from. That's where I operate from. And phew, that's where I get my information from. And guess what? That's what I choose to respond to. So phew, child, I hope I haven't lost you. So I'm here writing from my raw truth, from the parts of me that have been seriously healed today, like literally today, the 28th of the 3rd, 2021 but also from the parts of me that have been broken, the parts that have been dark and the parts that have seriously anchored me yet pulled me apart. I'm here with my phone, typing from the words of my heart, I'm undone. I am complete, yet I'm so open. I'm so together with clarity and direction, yet I'm still navigating. I'm here showing up to the call of my life and I'm here dancing. So let's move. Even though it feels like I'm undone, I am moving, yet I am waiting. All in all, I'm fully embracing what God has done, what he continues to do, and what he is now asking me to do so that he can move through me. Yo, I'm simply undone so he can use me. Did anybody hear something they needed in there? And by the way, are you guys excited for this book? <laughs> it's coming. But it's coming from the truth. 
no filters, no lies. Some parts that are going to make people think, what, she did that? Yep, I did that. My truth. The good, the bad, the ugly, and all the bits in between. The bits I wish my parents didn't know, but they're going to find out anyways. The bits I'm like my sons are going to read, but they're going to read anyways. My truth. Are you willing to be that naked with yourself? Yours might not be a book, but it might be the dialogue in the mirror. Might be the pages of your journal. Guts. Having guts. So that you can stride through life and not strive through life. Do you have the guts to do it? Grand Rising. Ooh, lots of you coming up. I love it. Grand Rising, Miss Sandra, how are you? Tell us. Good morning. I, I'm fine. Um, today, like Susan, I'm feeling a bit not, not good. Not me. I would say I'm not me. Because as I've been going through this journey, I've had, I'm letting go my control now I'm a control freak, a workaholic, and I'm a close book. But mm. I'm finding it hard, or maybe this is the way it's meant to be. As I come to Clubhouse, I'm looking at what I'm meant to do it. I'm looking at why am I a close book. I'm looking at now I know why my baby girl's a close book, because she gets that from me. You know, we're not very good at opening up and giving our feelings and saying what we want, but we're getting better and better. So as I'm going through this journey and all the great blessings coming my way, especially with work, I was sitting there yesterday waiting for the other shoe to drop, thinking, this can't be right, something's going wrong, this doesn't belong to me, and started second-guessing myself, which is what I don't like. So that's why I've woken up like this this morning. I love that. And I love the honesty, because the truth of the matter is, when you find yourself in new territory, the view is very different from being a peasant in the queendom to be in the queen of the queendom and many of us for many years all of our lives have been the peasant we've been watching life happen you know we've been watching things happen we've been in the seat of watching but now you're in the lane of directing and it's different and you're going to need to rely on new evidence to support that that's who you are evidence that you haven't fully got yet so if you try to control the outcome, you will talk yourself out of some blessings. And maybe you're just in that place, like what Tahira spoke about yesterday, where it's just like, thank you. The place of surrender, the place of acceptance, the place of, wow, things have changed and I deserve this. And when you're a closed book, we're not always in the place to go, I deserve this. You deserve everything, Sandra. Don't speak yourself out of what you've done. Thank you. Dad, you can speak now. Because I know you've been waiting to speak for a while. Who's telling you that? Hmm? My spirit. Why are your spirit telling that? It's okay. Good morning, everybody. <laughs> Grand um, rising. I didn't even look at the title this morning and I was just here lying in my bed. Your mum rang me, um, woke me up because I've got a late start this morning so I thought I'd get a line. Your mum rang me, hey, where are you, where are you? Jump in the room, listen, listen, listen. 
Now, I think sometimes I do my best listening when I'm lying down because I'm at peace, I'm, at, I'm relaxed, I'm, you know. Then um, I heard this word stride, 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 stride. Never. Then strive, then stride, stride, stride. Get up moving about. And it just, um, I don't normally do it when I listen to words, that's all I don't normally do it. Um, I went, what the hell? You know, I know what stride is, I know what strive is, I know what striving is, or you strive towards, or you take a stride, or is it like a big long step? I know what it means, but I just Google it. I'm, I'm not going to read what I Google. And all of a sudden, my whole um, body just took a turn. I was like, whoa, because I realized that I haven't been striding to do, I haven't taken the stride towards what I'm supposed to be doing. I am this morning because I got an appointment to sort out something, so that's one stride that I'm taking towards where I've got to go. But I should have already been taken in the stride and strides before to where, I'm, where I need to be now. And it just had me in bits because, I mean, if I spoke earlier on when I pushed the button, I think you lot would have said what they, I think I would have had everybody in tears. So, you know, because I was in bits, because I was just, I just reflected on my whole life, but not my whole life, but part of my life that had me, that's had me stuck, stuck in a, ooh, in a, um, in a place. And this clubhouse this morning, every morning just sort of like rocks my soul, brings me alive. And this morning, maybe the two are marinating, but it's just making me, I've got to take these strides to where I've got to go. Wow. I've got to come off this because I am going to... You've got to stay there. You're exactly where you need to be. This is the moment. And my spirit knew it was you. This is the moment where you've got to feel this. Do y'all understand? I came into this room. And if you know me, I came into this room real calm today. And the calm was because what we are all been asked to do in this season is different. Guys, what we're about to do on this stage, I would do behind closed doors, but we're going to do it right here, right now. Amen, 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 amen. We're going to do it right here, right now. I need everybody to hold some space because dad, there's some stuff that you've got to let go of. You're not, you've been doing it striving, but it's a time to just feel. There's already a rib cage that's protecting your heart. You ain't got to protect it no more. There's already a rib cage connecting, protecting your heart. There's already a skull protecting your brain. This is the time for you to be spirit-led. Striving is just a, a tiptoe. It's just a tiptoe. It's just a tiptoe, but a stride, you cover more ground. I want you to close your eyes. Take a deep breath in. And breathe out. Take a deep breath in. And I want you to connect to this energy that you're feeling in your body right now. Where is it? It's all over. Connect to where it it's feels most intense. In my heart. Okay. On a scale of zero to 10, 10 being quite intense, quite heavy, zero, not so bad. How intense is it? 
it's 10 because I know it's 10 because nothing makes me cry unless it's a 10. Right, that's amazing. You know, if, if, if I'm happy then and I'm crying, then that means I'm at, I'm at the happiest place. I'm, I'm, I'm happy. I'm, it's, it's, it's got me on a 10 of happiness. Let's go keep I'm it. sad and I'm crying, or then it's on a, a 10 because that's got me up the really sad. All right, take a deep breath in. Close your eyes. Breathe into this place in your heart where it's heavy. I want you to feel it. Keep connected to it. Now, I want you to visualize. If this feeling, don't think about it, just say the first thing that comes. If this feeling was a person, if this feeling was a person, who would it be? I want you to stay connected to your heart. Breathe in, connect to the feeling, shut your eyes. There's no thinking, you're just feeling. And if this feeling in your heart was a person, who would it be? My mum. Amazing, stay there. Now I want you to look at your mum. I want you to visualize her coming out of your heart, standing up in front of you. And if she could say something to you right now, what would she say? I didn't bring in this world. Um, what would she say to me? Let me just really think about that. Don't think, feel her. Shut your eyes, see her, connect to her. Let her speak. Get up and do. Anything else? Okay, take a deep breath in and breathe out, keeping your eyes shut in your mind's eye, visualize your mum in front of you. And right here, right now with these feelings that you have, if you could speak to your mum, what would you say? I love you, I miss you. That's it. Okay. If you could shut your eyes and speak to your mum right now, just speak to her. Tell her what you could say. I'm sorry. Take a deep breath in and breathe out. And I want you to repeat after me. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, mum, for all that you've done. Thank you for all you taught me. Thank you for all you taught me. Thank you for all you carried for us all. 
Thank you for all the battles you fought and won. Thank you for all the battles you fought and won. Thank you for all the trials you survived. Thank you for all the trials you survived. Thank you for your courage. Thank you for your courage. Thank you for your wisdom. Thank you for your understanding. Thank you for your understanding. Thank you for loving me like only you could. Thank you for loving me like only you could. Forgive me. Forgive me. I forgive you. I forgive you. I lovingly let you go. I love you. I'm going to change it. I love you. Let the body go, but the spirit will always be with me. And this is it. This is why you've got to let her go. Because she's never going to leave you. I've got to. I'm going to listen, but I've got to go in the shower because I've got to be out somewhere for quarter past nine. Good. Just take some deep breath in and release this out. And before you go, I want you to connect back to that feeling in your heart on a scale of zero to 10. How heavy is it now? what it could have been you've got to release what it should have been and accept what it is because there's power now things can be done now and that's where you've got to be most powerful that was super brave what you've just done thank y'all so much honestly guys can you guys please thank my dad for being so vulnerable and just been incredible Literally, Claudius, 
Praise God. Just go in there to the release. Sorry, Tanya. Go ahead. Just amazing. Thank you. Wow. Powerful. That was the person my spirit was calling, by the way. And it was funny. They revealed their self. Dad pressed the button, probably accidentally from the beginning. <laughs> oh, he didn't. See? Honestly, guys, um, obedience, vulnerability, the power in being undone, the power in being courageous, the power in asking for support, the power in getting help and seeking counsel. In some of our communities, this stuff isn't spoken about enough. And I'm telling y'all, I wouldn't do certain of these things live but it's not that time it's a time where we're going anywhere anything that needs to be touched blessed turned around addressed let's do it let's do it let's do it thank you that was just thank you miss julie grand rising grand rising grand rising room baby i feel you i feel you I haven't cried though, which is um, amazing, absolutely amazing. Um, I came up, so you can hear Keanu in the background, so I do apologise. We love it, we love it. <laughs> Kiki Bell's here talking. Um, I came up because I'm starting anew. That's what, literally from listening to the room this morning, I'm starting anew. I've been doing the 21 days of self-love. I know I keep talking about it, but I have to because it literally puts me, you say undone, that's the word. That literally is the word, undone, stark, naked, vulnerable, oh my goodness, open, just open. I started doing it, I'll be honest with everybody in the room. I started doing it and I'm answering the questions and I, I answer questions that you can actually not necessarily ask as in your questions that you said, but I'd answer everything that you, you say in each podcast. And I'm answering them and I'm going along happily. And it got to one of them when you said, go deep. I thought, okay. 
go deep within and answer these questions. And from the time I went deep and answered the questions, that's when... Kiana, thank you. That's when I, I became undone. I literally unraveled. I went deep. I didn't know there was such depth, but there really is. And found things and brought up things and twisted, turned, cried. I've, I've done. I've done literally the whole spectrum. And I just wanted to say that there really is only two emotions where where God's concerned. Two emotions, and you you know these emotions because they're very very simple ones. And when your spirit's guiding you, it's guiding you with it feels good or it feels bad and that's it and I struggled for a long time to try and express how I feel to understand how I feel to understand how I feel and God said it's simple why are you trying to complicate something that is so simple it's either good or it's bad and that's it that literally is it so I just wanted to say thank you so much for the 21 days um I've got a lot of work to do, but I'm going to do it. I'm going to take my baby steps and I'm going to do it because it's, as I said, it's just made me feel as if I'm a new, I'm starting afresh. I feel like I've just joined Elevate again. I love that. Honestly, I, I really appreciate you sharing it. Um, and I'll tell you guys the reason why. Um, somebody came into my inbox maybe about two months ago and they'd done that self-love journey a year ago over a year a year and a half ago and they sent me an 18 minute voice note saying that they've only realized now that what they've done in a year and a half is a result of that they said up until that point they believed that they were just good their life was cool you know everything was working out but they had no idea that everything one was a reflection of them two, that they had any kind of control and power in changing anything, and three, that they could even feel or think so much because they just weren't in relationship to how they think and feel. They just, you're just living life. But since then, she's like her awareness and the opportunities and the things that she'll accept, the boundaries that like so much, she's not done another course with me. That was all she needed. And from then she's gone on to do great things. I'm saying to you all this to say, Julie, I admire you doing that journey and allowing yourself to be undone, allowing yourself to be deep, allowing yourself to experience yourself way beyond what's in the surface. It popped up on my memories just yesterday, something I wrote on Facebook years ago, and I would simply wrote, the ability to feel so much, yet feel so little, the joys of being a spiritual woman. What do I mean? Sometimes I feel so much, like when I tell you so much, so much. And other times I feel nothing. It's like a numb. It's like, it's just numb. And we go about our lives like that. We feel so much. We feel the thing to do. We feel where to go. We feel it. And we're like, mm -mm, no. And we betray ourselves. But what happens when we stop doing that? I'm telling y'all what happens is you get real uncomfortable. You get really undone. But the joys, 
that come with living that life, the past less traveled, is so different compared to the joys that go with like bingo. Because a lot of the life that we're living is like bingo. It's like, get, get, you're waiting, you're waiting, you're waiting. But on the other side of the fence, you're knowing. And that's why many of you are feeling uncomfortable today. There's an energy right now. It's such a massive, huge, huge, huge season shift. It's flipping massive. And all it really is asking us is get into alignment with who you really are. Let go. Release. Be. Let go of the stuff so you can be open to what's here right now. Some of us are carrying our past, whether it's because it's someone that we loved when we're trying to run and make their dreams and this come true and it's robbing us of our joy. As much as it could be our trauma or our past experiences, yo, if you really believe in one power, everything is done in accordance to how it's supposed to be. Can you accept it? Some people, you know how I really learned to deal with grief? Is when I heard that there's not enough room here for all of us at the same time. We just don't have the capacity. So what if some souls choose to cross over so another soul can come through? That's so beautiful. They've done what they're supposed to do. Are you doing what you're supposed to do with the lessons that they taught you? Some of us will lose a baby, a parent, and we stay dead with that person. Yet they've already fulfilled their assignment. And they're rooting for you on the other side to live, to move on with your life. To use their spirit to thrive in your life. But you won't tap into it. Dad's just had a beautiful conversation with his mum. If you didn't know, his mum is no longer alive. Who says we can't speak to them? Who says they're not speaking to us? Who says we can't hear them? Bro, my first grand died when I was like, what, eight years old? Do you know how clear her voice is? I don't do certain stuff because she lashes me. Now, she gives me spiritual licks, bap. Okay, cool, granny, I'm sorry, I won't do that again. You can tune in, spirit doesn't die. Spirit never dies. And if people really love you, like absolutely unconditionally love you, they want you to love you. They want you to live your best life. They want you to do the next best thing. Don't hold yourself in a guilt for living. Live, love, be, do. Believe and become. Give yourself permission to be undone. Give yourself permission to stride. This striving thing, it's not a portion. It never was, and it definitely isn't in our season, guys. This is a season of being. And in being, you're trusting. You're trusting and you're letting go. Grand Rising Missy, 
Thank you so much, Julie. And this vulnerability that's coming to the stage today and all of you, I love it. I'm here for it. Grand rising, I was just holding space here. Amazing. And that's just it. You see, our family, this is how we do love. We hold down each corner of the room. Everybody holds their allocated space and we hold space while people go through what they're going through. Play your position. Play your position. Something's been done in this room today. I can feel it. And, you know, this is the conversations that Dixie and Mama Tina were having um, about your relationship circle, about having the care, the support, the light, the vision, the love, you know, having those things and how when they come together, you're able to just be, you're able to do, you're able to move. Um, I'm so grateful. I'm, I'm just so grateful because my prayers for the last few days have been for my dad. Um, they have been that he just pushes through this because we've been at standstill for a long time with some things and I have been praying I have been praying and to know that this morning my prayers have been answered I'm just so grateful love that and keep a, a, a answered prayer list honestly sometimes it's easy to see what's not been done and we don't bear witness to what is being done we're not grateful for what is being done and it's been done without us having to fight. It's been done without us having to work for it. It's been done by us just being obedient. It really is a good day to have a good day. And even if your good day is just sitting and chilling in an environment that you deserve. Like I said to my sons, you deserve to live like a king. You deserve to act like a king. You deserve to think and be a king. That's who you are. But recognize the responsibility that comes with that. Take care of what you need to take care of so you can chill in what you've built. Don't chill and then think, oh, someone's going to give it to you. No, do what needs to be done so you can do what you want to do. We're not supposed to live a life of struggle, guys. We're not supposed to. Those battles have been won in history for us. Stop battling in our minds. Let's be free. Does anyone in the audience wanna come up? Anything they've got to say or anything that's blessed them today? Any thoughts or ideas? Anyone on the stage have anything to say? I just wanted to say, I'm actually crying because of Claudius, and I, I'm just so really proud. It's not the only, it's the only word I can think of is to be open as you keep asking us to be vulnerable. He went uh, above and beyond. And, you know, maybe he doesn't know some of us, but I know that grief, he's grieving for his mum. My dad died six years ago, and I feel like that some days, and it's okay. But you do have to let it go and you do have to pick that button up and you do have to carry on because I did and it's why my company is called Haywoods to honour my dad. There you go. You turn all that pain into purpose. Amen. Ms. Yeah, Julie? I just want to say, Tom, that I've had 
they probably were visions. They weren't even dreams now. And Chloe's mum has literally been in them and she has been full frontal and screaming, screaming at me. And I don't really dream. Or maybe I do and I just don't realise they're dreams. And she's been screaming at me. And each time I've had them, I've literally had to just pick up the phone and just call him and just say, you've got to do this, you've got to do this. So in maybe him not accepting where he's at and you know that mum's actually gone she's come to me to say to me can can you do this can you tell him this can you make sure he does this and make sure he does that and I can only do what I can do but he has been he's he's getting there he's he's taking the steps but maybe not as as fast or as she would want them to be done because she was a driven a driven woman and if I say to you, she's literally, I could just about understand what she was saying. And I mean, Claudine does her accent so much better than I do, but she has been hollering, absolutely hollering. And the thing is, it's so beautiful because this is what happens when spirit, I think I, I sometimes get upset with the way that the world has depicted spirit in terms of religion and like our actual spirits have, they, they guide us. Do you understand? And like when Claudine just said she didn't have anything to say because she was just holding space. In our lives, people represent that. You're in his life with this particular situation to hold space for him to get through this. And so she will come to you. She'll come to all of us in our different manners and ways until who needs to hear will hear. And this is the thing. We can only do what we can do. And sometimes, guys, in some of our relationships, the reason why we are there at a certain time is to hold space. That's just it. It's crazy because this morning, for some weird reason, I woke up and um, I just kept hearing, he lives in me. And now I know why. Listen to the words of that song in your reflection. She's gone nowhere, like nowhere far. She's not outside of you. She's not outside of me. And I scare myself sometimes. I've just seen her more and more every day. I've been saying, yo, lady, you've got to take a seat because I'm trying to be Claudine, not Bertha. You know, but something very key that Dad said. She said, live. She said, do you. You can't, like, I'm telling you, God, the way that legacy hit different when I lost my last grandparent, I'm not out here trying to collect any more generational curses. I don't want it. But the blessings that came from each of my grandparents, I'm going to go back and pick them up. I'm going to go back and make sure that I catch those gems. We've got to live to do that. We can't be out here sitting down, not moving, not doing what we've got to do and expecting that we're going to fulfill a legacy. We've got moves to make. This is chess, baby. Play your position. Honestly, I think when you say um, moving from your head to your heart, we cope in our head. A lot of us cope in our head, and it's very different in your heart. So, um, you know, when my mum passed, one of my biggest cheerleaders in terms of you got to do this and you got to do that, and you know your mum would have wanted you to do this, and you know mum would it would have been Claudius. And when you're dealing with the death is not so much that, I, I say this 
from my speaking to Claudius, it's not so much not accepting that the person has gone, it's the things that you were expected to do for the person. It's the things that you know how that person would want things to be. So for instance, if I speak for myself, I'm very much about unity. So when I see that my children are very selfish, like they're going to wash their one plate and leave the others, they're going to take out food for themselves and leave the other, I'm kind of like, what have I done? Like, what is this level of, of selfishness? So when Tanya's room is speaking about things like what I saw and what I expect, how my grandmother, you know, on my mother's side, she would have, she's got, she's got 10 children, but you know, maybe at one point she would have had seven of them living. She would share seven equal plates. My other grandmother would say, who each eat? So the eldest would eat, and my dad and, and my aunt Fabi were the youngest. There wouldn't be anything left for them. And it made them particularly struck when they saw food. They, you know, so habits and mannerisms and the things that I would, what I would say, the lessons that I got from that grand compared to that grand is what made me a, a particular way because I could see the effects of that. So I, I would say that for Claudius, it's the things that he knew his mother expected. And then when you're dealing with other people, siblings, life, circumstances, it's the balance of all of that. And when you feel like you're not doing the best that you could or what that person would have wanted you to do, then you feel the disappointment. And in truth, what Tanya is saying is that when you move from your head to your heart, when the spirit talks to your heart, it's like, let go, let go. You're doing your best anyway. And, and it's, it's about doing something different. Tanya spoke the room today. She said, if you normally do it like this, don't. If you normally do it like that, don't. She said, change your posture. And then that's what I'm saying. We still want to just control things with our head. Let's move into our heart and be very careful when you... You know, like sometimes we're like in this season, so we're talking to somebody about that season, but then when you move into that season, how do you move? It's very different, honestly. It's very different on the sideline to on the pitch. You could stay on the sideline, they should have did, and they could have did, and they would have did. Get on the pitch. So, yeah, we change our from our head to our heart. That's what I'm hearing, Ian. And I'm really, really proud. I'm really proud, Claudius. Claudius, I am I'm proud. I'm back. Yes. <laughs> My mum said to me this morning while I was in the shower, I gave you a crown. Wear it. But I'm going to wear my crown my way. Yeah. If it on its side. Yay. Come on, baby. You got this. And you know what's so crazy? I was going to plug something in the room today. And I didn't. But God is so good. I've been talking to people about something that I do in my... um in my at the end of the year I do a vision party and instead of creating vision boards I get people to create manifestation boxes and last year I got everybody to design a crown and in the crown I said to them I want you to secure I want you to tell me what jewels you've secured in your crown and so what that looks like is you look at your life you look at what you've been through you look at what you've survived and you ask yourself, what has that taught you? Have you learned courage? Have you learned resilience? Have you learned love? Have you learned compassion? 
And when you look at all of these things, you name and claim them as jewels in your crown. Yo, we have to go through some things because it gives us something. Did you learn to speak up for yourself? What did you learn? And guys, if you're like me and you're visual, you will actually come off of this call today and you will go and print off a crown or write a crown or design a crown and you will stick your crown somewhere that you can remind yourself of the jewels that you carry in your crown. Sometimes the only thing that we've got to do is adjust it. The jewels are there. They are solidified in it. They are in you. What jewels do you carry in your crown? And let me tell you, the crown looks different when you realize it's not on your head, bro. It's in your heart. It's not on your head, it's in your heart. I've got some messages from the audience. One is saying, Claudius, it's the bravest thing that they've ever heard. Thank you so much, brother. That's Gary. He wishes he could speak, but he is on his way to work. Um, Susan has just said thank you to everyone today for sharing their truth. And she prays that everyone has a great day because she's off to exercise. And I just want to say to you all, as mum was talking, I can really hear this stick. And it was picked a lot on Friday. Tomorrow's Friday and Friday's rooms are great but it was picked a lot last week, Friday, and it came up more than once. And it was, it's not what we do for our children. It's what we teach them to do for themselves. It's not what we do. Yo, I look in my, I walk in my son's room and I say, I failed. I have failed as a mother, I failed. <laughs> but you know what? I know, like I know, like I know, like I know. Whether I live to see it, or whether I'm, I'm here, they're going to be saying certain things, right? And they're going to say, my mum wasn't crazy. I'm so grateful my mum used to say that all the time. I'm so grateful my mum installed that on me. We might not see it now, but I'm telling you, your children know what you've put in them. You lot know what your parents have put in them. Make them proud by being your best. You might not live out their plan, but live out your plan. Furthermore, live out God's plan because their plan might not have been God's plan. So that's why I say, let it go. And this is the thing, when we hold on to things too tightly, we do not make room for the new stuff to come in. I pray that you guys have heard a clear message today, whatever it is that you needed to hear. But what I've heard is the difference between striving and striding is letting go is not replacing things, but addressing and facing things. Someone asked me, what does holding space look like? Let me give it to you like this. When you're on a football pitch or a basketball game, there's a certain amount of players on the board, whether it's 11, 9, 7, 13. Only two, three, four of those players are at the ball at the same time, like on the ball. But all of the other players on the pitch are holding space. So when the ball gets to them, now it's their time to move and deliver. However, they're all a part of the game. What does that look like in real life? Some of your relationships are not to expand people, are not to pull people out, are not for them just to lean on you or support you. 
You are simply there because the level of support that you were given to someone, the level of support that you were driving out, the level of hope that you were allowing someone to be or see or receive is simply by you being a present in their life. I'll say it like this. I'm holding space by speaking in these rooms. Many people think I'm the speaker. Y'all are going to start to see who the speaker really is and where the speakers really are. You hold space in so many places in your life. You play a position until someone is ready to play that position. As much as the position that you're playing is supporting someone else in playing their position. Holding space can represent so many things. It's not necessarily exactly this or exactly that. It's just a knowingness that you are where you're supposed to be when you're there and that's it. You are exactly where you're supposed to be perfectly placed and positioned in everybody's life. Some of your jobs are holding space for you while you figure out your real calling. You know the truth? Some of your relationships <laughs> just holding space for you. That's not the relationship. That's not it. But while you have the courage to figure it out, they're holding space. They're teaching you who you are. They're revealing to you what you really are like. Having an attitude of gratitude is everything. So just to leave, one of my sticks that I picked this morning was strength. <laughs> and I was like, man, I don't know if I need that after exercise or that's just for me, but I'm knowing more and more is for the room. Here's what I wrote. I had no idea being a strong woman would mean going through some things. Pain built me. Life teaches me. Coach T. When I used to hear the saying, I didn't know my own strength. I truly never really knew what it meant until I knew what it meant. Now, if you know, you know. Sometimes you truly underestimate yourself, your power, and most importantly, your own strength. This stick invites you to rise up, power up, and tap into that inner strength that you so naturally possess. There is so much within you that is untapped. This is your reminder to tap in. When you tap into your own strength, you can easily be stronger for others. Remember, everything you experience on the outside is merely a reflection of your world within. Therefore, if you're facing battles or challenges outside of you, this stick is a reminder to deeply check in with you. When God is for you, nothing or no one can be against you. Your battles, conflicts and contrasts are simply offering you opportunities to grow. Accept the invite, rise up to the challenge, you've got this. You've got this. Accept the invite, guys. Rise up to the challenge. We are all been offered an opportunity to grow. Let's do it.
Let's do it. Any final words from anybody in the room? I'd like to thank everybody for listening, but I didn't make this room, to, I didn't mean for this room to be about me, which is a feeling this morning, but I'm not apologising, but I'm kind of glad because I've released some energy, some bad energy, some good energy. And um, as I said, I'm going to go and take my strides this morning. Love that. And we appreciate that you brought that energy to the room. It was necessary. It was needed. And yeah, when when people are ready to be healed and supported and helped, yo, we're here for it. Come to the stage. We'll do what needs to be done. Just do it. Anyone else? I would just like to say, tune in tonight at 8.30 and you will hear Claudius, Gary, and the rest of the mandem um, talking about, you know, their event that's coming up, Black on the Ball. They'll also be going into a little bit more of some of the influences in the community and their plans, yeah, of the stride, how them got stride, and be on the ball of, yeah, just, just putting life back on track. Not that it's off track, but, yeah, just coming off the sidelines, coming off the spectator's chair and getting in the game. So tune in at 8.30 and hear the man them, you know, sharing their truth, their views, their opinion. So you've done this clear today, Claudia, so you're going to be ready, like Freddy for the attack. He better be. <laughs> Thank you, Tina. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> I'm loving it, guys. I've heard, thank you. This room was really needed today. People are dropping in the comments. I love it. I'm here for you all. Um, anyone else got any final words before we leave? Anyone in the audience, in case you didn't speak and you wanted to speak, we're still here. Take the opportunity. Be brave. It's 9.09. 9.09. 9 the angels are with us, and I believe they're saying it's complete. Here we go. Be great, guys. Thank you.